been sitting around here bullshitting, man, nickel and diamond, man. For real, man, I'm tired of this fucking shit with us, man. You fucking satisfied with new sneakers, pair of fucking sunglasses, and chicken wings and fried rice every night. Talking about we hate good, man. Saying we thinking too fucking petty. We nickel and fucking diamond, man. T, how long we gonna do these jutsus, man? Come on, man. This shit is bullshit, man. Bullshit, man. We ain't getting no real fucking money doing this shit, man. Y'all two niggas, man. Y'all talking about the NFL? NBA, man. They pick niggas for that, B. You from the street, man. They pick people for that. Y'all ain't going in the NFL. Come on, man. I got talent. I got talent. Talent. Y'all motherfucking got talent. Bagging that weed up. Going outside, selling it, and bringing that money back and counting it. That's your, that's your talent, man. Come on, man. Y'all Look, America don't give us a fucking plan B, man. America is not fucking scheduled for us, man. So what about a plan C? We're fucking serious, man. Y'all niggas is bullshitting, man. Y'all niggas is fucking playing games. The way this shit go is you supposed to fucking go to high school, go to college, Get out of college, make 30000 After that, they're going to take taxes. After taxes, you're down to 20000 You got to get 10% of that for your student loans that you've been going to fucking school paying for. Now you're down to fucking 12000 a year. Your rent is fucking 500 a month. Now you're down to fucking 5000 a year. You got to eat. How you going to get fresh? This shit is not scheduled for us, man. We too petty, man. I'm telling you, man. So what's Look. I'm back once again. This is King Nona and Sister. We got yet the 100,000th edition of New Music Fridays as we got some new releases to discuss. But we got some quick fire stories for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my listeners on TikTok, on YouTube, and all my motherfucking day ones. Y'all know who you all are. So 
when I get this money, when I get to six figures, seven figures for this shit only, don't get on my dick then. You feel me? Don't hop on the gravy train now because when my if my shit fall apart, y'all niggas is gonna come back to the table and all them fake ass motherfuckers gonna disappear. Because you know what it is? Fake ass motherfuckers envy for the fame. Let's get to this motherfucking money. Let's get to these quick five stories, you dig? Yo! So the Los Angeles Lakers have interest in using D'Angelo Russell as part of a sign-and-trade deal for Fred Van Vliet, according to The Athletic. See, a lot of people question my journalistic integrity by saying, This ain't real. Where'd you get the story from? Well, you dumb motherfucker. Google is your goddamn friend. You asshole. Check my credibility. I don't post cap shit. Shit, nigga. I post 500 articles, 500 stories, and probably one is cap. A 99.99% success rate. Ask your hoe. But anyway, right? D'Angelo Russell for Fred Van Bleet, huh? I mean, that would work in favor of the Lakers and the Raptors, to be honest. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, you know, some players don't fit alongside uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I worried about this pairing. Don't get me wrong, though. During the regular season in the first two rounds, D'Angelo Russell was incredible for the Lakers. But he had that bad round against Denver. And Denver just knew how to defend D'Angelo Russell. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's a bad player. I just think he had one bad series. But him getting more touches in Toronto, he could average 20 points per game with that team. Him and Siakam will be a great duo. Fred Van Vliet going to the Lakers. I don't know. I mean, I think Fred Van Vliet would go great with that Lakers offense. I think this is actually a good deal. I think these two players are on the same level and contribute about the same. We got Miami got even better news. Tyler Hero could possibly return a game earlier than expected. Now, game two of the NBA Finals is on Sunday, and Tyler Hero being able to come back is big news and they definitely need him Tyler Hero is 20 points a game 19 at worst I still don't think that Miami is evenly matched against Denver but however Tyler Hero can help them win at least two games The Phoenix Suns have hired Frank Vogel for a five-year, $31 million deal. Shout out to Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel made a believer out of me in L.A. I know a lot of people say, oh, but, but, but Q, man, you know what I'm saying? King, no, man. Um, you talk about the Lakers for winning the 2020 championship like a dog. Well, bitch, Frank Vogel didn't pick up a basketball and score any points. 
I always thought that Frank Vogel was a solid coach. I just wasn't sure about him as far as the Lakers head coach. But he ended up with his defensive schemes and the personnel that the uh, GM provided for Frank Vogel in that championship year. Was something they could have built on. And unfortunately, I think it was 2022, he was unlawfully fired. A little bit prematurely. So I'm glad that Frank Vogel got another job. He's a defensive-minded head coach. You know, he coached the Indiana Pacers to -to back-to-back conference finals. um, And won a championship in 2020. I believe that this is the right coach. Because Phoenix definitely needs a defensive mindset. And DeAndre Ayton, there's no excuses now, boy. There's no excuses now, little little ass boy. Put up or shut up. Monty Williams, your op is gone. Give me that 18 and 12. I'm not even asking you to get 20, nigga, because I know that you got D-Book and KD. But Frank Vogel has has to... You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying demand DeAndre Ayton play harder on both sides of the of the uh, court, but he has to instill some sort of confidence in his kid because, you know, if you're looking at, he's seven feet tall. He got a 15 footer. He's got the basic big man moves. He just doesn't have the mindset or the aggression. So. I feel like Frank Vogel is that type of coach to bring that out of him. But the only issue is, will that motherfucker listen? And then Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. No excuses. You got Monty Williams. The fuck up out of there. You got Monty Williams. The fuck out of there. Now you got the coach that you guys wanted. Y'all need to go to the NBA Finals next year. Chris Paul's coming back. No excuses next year. Phoenix has to at least get to the conference finals. But with that, with Durant and Booker, that should be NBA finals easily. But congratulations to Frank Vogel, though. Now I know a lot of y'all is like, you got to address the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room, might I ask? The Miami Heat only had two free throw attempts in game one of the NBA Finals. Cause for concern? I think so. I mean, damn, them niggas couldn't get like 10 attempts. I know a lot of people are going to say, Miami shoots threes, Miami shoots threes. I'm sure that. uh, Let's check out the points in the paint. Y'all asked me to keep this same energy, right? Oh no, it's only cheating when it's the Lakers. You want to bring out all these facts on the Fakers, but you don't do that for other teams. Well, I'm giving you bitches and dick suckers and lockjaw ass niggas what the fuck y'all want. So let's check the points in the paint of the uh, game one of the NBA Finals. Let's see if there was some uh, bullshit going on. Because I like to keep that same energy. 
We keep the same energy for the fuckery and foolery around here. Trying to find uh, the actual points in the paint. I think I might have to go on the actual NBA site because um, two free throw attempts, that don't sound right. All right. Let's see. Points in the paint. Miami had 38 points in the paint to Denver Nuggets 46. That's definitely concerning. But two free throws all game? That sounds kind of janky to me. I see why Denver had such a big lead at that particular time. But Haywood Highsmith was the only one that went to the line. That's crazy. I don't know, man. That 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 uh that is kind of like an eye opener to me. Uh, that Eric Lewis motherfucker out there <laughs> that's being accused of uh, <laughs> that yeah I heard Eric Lewis the referee you know wasn't allowed to uh, referee the NBA finals because he's under investigation for that bullshit so he wasn't there but yeah that was concerning and very interesting hmm Anyway, moving on. The Los Angeles Lakers believe that the the Lonzo Ball's initial injury that was caused by the big baller brand shoe. He felt like Lonzo wearing those big baller brands is the cause of all these knee injuries and his inability to recover from those injuries because those shoes were awful. Those shoes had no grip. And those shoes were just janky, man. And the Lakers organization believe that those shoes are the cause of why Lonzo Ball knee is fucked up. Mm, that's a thought. Adam Silver decides to spare John ja Morant. He says that he's not going to announce the... Uh, Suspension of John Morant until after the finals. I think that's very respectful. Because it'll take the attention off the NBA finals and possibly the ratings. All I know is Morant is done for. Like that nigga is going to get suspended for the year. I'm telling you. Lakers insiders speculate that Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley won't be back for the Los Angeles Lakers. A uh, duh. Malik Beasley need Larsa Pippen back. Malik Beasley was not hitting the same when he, you know, when he's not with Larsa Pippen. He need Larsa Pippen back. You know, I understand that. Um, yeah, man. 
he need Larsa Pippen back because from what I saw in the playoffs, Malik Beasley was atrocious. All you got to do is look up his numbers for the playoffs. You'll see what I'm talking about. That motherfucker probably shot like 10% from the field. Probably the worst percentage in playoff history. I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. Mo Bamba didn't even fucking play the entire playoffs. He had this foot injury and whatnot. But, um... But this wouldn't be shocking to me. Um, yeah, man. Those two didn't do shit. Oh, trigger tray, trigger tray. Not again. For the This is probably the hundredth accusation that this man has faced. Oh, let's read the story, man. Trey Songs is facing a $10 million lawsuit for exposing a woman's breast at a pool party. Didn't y'all see the video for Dre Day, bro? This is what superstars do. But I do get it, though. Does the, Did the girl deserve to have her titties exposed without her consent? No. But however... Have you seen, have you been to these parties with all these rich superstars? This is what they do. I'm not trying to say that what the girl is doing is wrong by not, or or not wrong for uh, suing Trey Songs. But, um, let's read Rolling Stone's article about this. Trey Songs is at the center of a $10 million lawsuit. The lawsuit accuses Trey of sexual battery and assault after allegedly grabbing and exposing the victim's breast while at a pool party. The lawsuit, which is filed in federal court, also named under Trey's production company, Atlantic Records, and his manager, Kevin Lyles, as defendants, claiming they were negligent in their supervision of their client and were responsible in some manner for his actions. Trey's lawyer said this is another example of decade-old allegations being repurposed in a federal case to take advantage of California's constitutionally questionable new look back window. We're looking to vindicate looking forward to vindicating Trey on the merits of this court. Man, this is the hundredth accusation. I don't know, y'all. I'm starting to believe these accusations, man. Trigger Trey is one of the bad boys of R&B. You know, the, there was four Rhine women coming out. Four Rhine. There's pale women coming out accusing Trey. Kiki Palmer, you know, coming out and accusing Trey. I mean, this dude has had a shit ton of accusations and has never even been brought to trial. Hasn't even been sentenced to anything. Now... I don't know if Trey Songs got that kind of paper to where, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if, if Trigger Trey got that kind of paper to be paying off every victim. I think, you know, in his prime, he had that bread. In his prime, he had that money. 
But I don't know about now. You know the music gonna be loud. You know what I mean? You know, he doing a little... If he's singing like that, nigga, that paper that slowed down. But... I mean, like I said before, time and time again, if you're not formally charged, you're not guilty, you're not in jail... You haven't done any time. You haven't been sentenced to anything. You don't have an ankle bracelet. The only thing that he's been ever charged with was destroying a stage in Detroit. That's the only thing that he was like actually guilty about within the court of law. We haven't even heard anything about Trey paying off people. At least I have it. Let's move on. Lakers insider labels feel handy as a name to watch for Frank Vogel's staff on the Suns. So Frank Vogel might still feel handy from Darvin Ham's assistant coaching squad. That would be big if Vogel got feel handy to come to Phoenix. That would be fire. All right, let's get to this music. I know y'all been waiting, man. It's New Music Fridays. So let's get it. I'm a, uh, I'm a few days behind on this one. But the homie K-Camp, you know, the cat, the kid from Atlanta, he had those hit records in the late 2010s, you know what I'm saying? He's, I think K-Camp is an underrated artist to me. You know, he's got a T.I. vibe, but not quite T.I. He puts the trap and beat on it to, to be different. I mean, I just think that their voices are similar, but not their styles. As he dropped an EP called Spin the Block. Now, let's start off with Even Steven. I like this song. I definitely fuck with it. Wi-Fi Part 2. This was pretty damn good. I can't complain. The title track, Spin the Block, that was good. New Season Marnie, like that nigga had some lines in there. I'm not sure if Spin the Block or New Season Marnie had the line about, I carry the stick like Travis Barker. That was a dope line. Bust Down, I think that's the one where he sang entirely a little bit too much or or tried too hard on that record. The closer, 5%, was just okay. All in all, I think Spin the Block EP is a good little six-track offering. Definitely looking forward to the next K-Camp project. His last project was pretty damn good, and Spin the Block doesn't fall too far from the tree. Definitely enjoyed that little album. Now, we're going to get to one of the main events here. Metro Boomin' did it again with the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Man, I don't know, man. I'm a, I hate to call it early, man, but uh, Metro got the producer of the year. I'm not going to hold y'all. Like, unless... Hit Boy drops King's Disease 4 or Beyonce got some unreleased music and shit. 
This shit is a wrap. Like Metro done dropped a whole album, a gold album. Has a has gold records, gold hits. Not to mention records on the radio. We haven't even gone up and down this man's discography. This is his year, bro. And now you're you're doing a soundtrack to one of the hottest new movies out. Shit. Let's get to it. Annihilate featuring Sway Lee, Lil Wayne, and Offset. This was my favorite song on here. And what a way to open this. And then Mike Dean does some co-production. Prince 85 does co-production. This shit is fire. This is fucking fire, yo. I love it. Just bottom line. Am I dreaming? Featuring ASAP Rocky and Rosie. This was okay. Rocky's verse was okay. The song is okay. This is like... uh, This is a good filler. All the way live featuring Future and Lil Uzi Vert. This was okay. I like the hook. Future does well. Uzi Vert. Mid. This is okay. But this is Uzi Vert's lane right here. These type of records. Danger Spider featuring Offset and Jid produced by Honorable C-Note. This was dope. Offset and Jid killed this shit. Hummingbird with James Blake. I don't understand what the world sees in him. I don't think of him as a great artist, but he's not horrible. But I always thought that James Blake was mid from what I've heard. You know, I I, I could be wrong, though. He could be sitting on some bomb-ass material, bro. But, um... Hummingbird is just okay. I like the beat, though. The beat is fire. But the song, in my opinion, is a mid-pack. Calling, featuring Sway Lee and Nav. This was cool. Not mad at this at all. Silk and Cologne with 8 and Offset. This was mid. Not really particularly a fan of this. This was all right. Link up featuring Don Tolliver, Wizkid, Beam, and Toyne. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. This was good. This was much better. This this could be a hit record right here. Self-love with Coy LeRae. This was all right for Coy LeRae. This was all right. Home with Don Tolliver and Lil Uzi Vert. This was pretty good. I can't believe people consider Don Tolliver a rapper. He is not a rapper, bro. This is an R&B singer, my guy. Nonviolent communication featuring James Blake, ASAP Rocky, and 21 Savage. Rocky and 21 Savage do well. James Blake, again, I'm just not really feeling him. But he doesn't ruin the song and the, uh, the theme of the song. 
giving up not the one with Don Tolliver, 21 Savage, and 2 Chains. This is fucking dope. This is probably my second favorite song on here. And my third favorite song, The Closer, Nas Morales with Nas. Fire. All in all, bro. This is a pretty good follow-up to Heroes and Villains. Is it on the same level as Heroes and Villains? Absolutely not. But is this a good record to listen to and play? Absolutely. I definitely enjoyed uh, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack. This is really good production. Great features. Like, hella awesome features. Now let's move on to the main event. We got the main event, y'all, and that is my guy, Moneybags, Moneybag Yo. I wasn't into Moneybag Yo at first, like in the beginning of his career. Like I became a fan of Moneybag Yo around the time of, damn, what's what's the name of that fucking album? Let me look. Against this pain. I tried time serving forever heartless. I wasn't necessarily into e- either album. But against this pain. This was it right here. And Moneybag's new offering hard to love. This is amazing. I think this is better than Against This Pain to me. I think this is like his best body of work, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. They say Moneybag Yo comes out swinging. Even though he talks a lot of shit, he's very introspective. Keep it low with future. Banging. Fire. Fuck my baby mama. Fire. This nigga just came out swinging out the gate with straight crack. Ocean spray. It's just a gun-toting gangster record. And it's dope as hell. Now, my favorite song on this project right here is Lies featuring Friday. I just love this song. This is a song that's definitely going to be heavily in my rotation. I just love it, man. I'm in love with this song for real. Pause that. Still... Fire. Shoal is another fire track. Free Lil A interlude. I did not grade this. This is just Lil A freestyling. I didn't grade this track for some reason. I just didn't grade it. Hurt Man. This was a very good song, man. This is dope. It's more like. This is like the introspective record, the sad record, the pour out a little liquor record as he expresses, you know, about loss and things of that nature. Shout off Gumbo. Um, This was um, this was all right. This is probably the first song that's mid on here. 
Like this nigga went in eight straight tracks with the interlude of crack, of dopeness, no show, fire. Where your bitch at? Fire. It samples dancing on the pole. Like damn near everybody sampled dancing on the pole by 3-6 Mafia. Going through it, yet another trap song that is introspective and has substance. Rock out featuring money uh, featuring uh Lil Dirk and YTB Fat. YTB Fat should never step in a mic booth ever again. I'm sorry. He did alright on the first song on the on the project, but this song, this verse was ass. This the 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 the, the, the Serac could have just did better without him. I didn't really care. I mean Dirk's part wasn't that good either. I think Moneybag Yo should have done this track by itself. This is probably the only track that I legit don't like on here. I don't hate it, though. It's not a three out of five. It's a four because of Moneybag Yo verse. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling uh, rock out. Super wet. Bruh. Bruh. What a trapping B ensemble we got, man. This is something that niggas and females can listen to. Man, this is so fucking ghetto fabulous and so nasty. But it's fire. Motion God, another great album filler. None like me. This was cool. Not tripping off this quickie. Another toxic love song. I enjoyed this shit. On What You On featuring Glorilla. This was pretty dope. I like the Baby Boy theme video. I like the back and forths. It's not better than the other back and forth records with the female rapper and the male rapper. But I kind of like the trash talking on here. The Closer, More Sick. This was alright. I can't complain. All in all, Moneybag Yo comes with his best project in Hard to Love. This has the best combination of toxic records, club records, gangsta rap records, love songs. I think there's probably one love song on here. Let me take that back. (laughs) I think it's a complete project. Is it one of the best projects of the year? No. But did I enjoy myself and was I surprised by this? Absolutely. I definitely enjoyed myself, man. This is definitely getting ran back. I mean, I can say this is a top 10. This this might be a top 10 rap album in uh 2023. I'll give Money Back Yo that respect. It could be a top 10 rap album. Overall album, no, absolutely not. But is this project dope? Absolutely. But I want to thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for fucking with me tonight for uh, New Music Fridays. This is King Known Uncensored. And I'm gone.